Thank you for joining us with another episode of Ask a Historian. I'm Matthew Wilkinson, historian with Heritage Mississauga. Each week, send in your questions and we'll explore the fascinating stories of the city of Mississauga together. Like, subscribe, and follow us and stay up to date on all the heritage happenings with Heritage Mississauga. Joining us this week is Heritage Mississauga's Justine Lynn, who is the Collections and Resource Lead, and also Emily Owen, who was the Collections Assistant. I say was, I know you're at the end of your, your time with us here, but the Collections Assistant with Heritage Mississauga, as well as during the last academic year, did her internship placement here with us at Heritage Mississauga, focusing specifically on collections, but within that, a significant donation we had of Girl Guides memorabilia uh, from uh, the Girl Guides of uh, uh, office from Mississauga. And so we're going to focus on uh, on the story of the Girl Guides collection and uh, on Emily's experiences working with that collection and the new exhibit that is available at the Grange. Uh, and we'll highlight that as well. So thank you, uh, uh, Emily and Justine. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Um, so can you tell us about the overall collection? Um, it was massive. I know that. And we're talking, it's not its not weeks worth of work. It's months and months worth of work to get to where we are. Um, so can you t just tell us, give, give us a brief kind of background on the collection itself. And, and Justine, I mean, jump on in here. You were here right when it got here. Yeah. Um, and uh, tell us a little bit of the background and, and kind of the, the, the process yeah. that you've gone through. Well, well, maybe I'll just say a bit about a kind of um, before Emily um, started um, was that the um, basically there was a Girl Guides office that um, of the White Oaks area Girl Guides that was located on Dundas um, and when that closed down um, much of their um, uh, archives um, and their memorabilia it came to us during COVID um and so then we had um a volunteer go through a lot of this stuff and kind of just do a very quick inventory of it um and then that's basically when um emily came on um so i hadn't really even looked at it much myself actually um emily kind of very much became the expert on it so um i'm kind of interested to to know even emily's perspective about when when she was given this major task <laughs> basically so yeah so then kind of what were your first impressions when you kind of were given it all she, yeah she didn't run away um, so it's a good start well yeah <laughs> yeah it was definitely a big task and I knew I had a big task ahead of me um there were I think at least 20 boxes of things to yeah. go through some of them were archival in nature paperwork things like that other things were physical items some were newsletters some were uniforms scarves flags things like that just anything you can think of that is related to the girl guides and especially the girl guides in mississauga were it was in that the collection was in the donation um and it was a lot to go through um I worked um, on the collection itself, like deciding what was going to be in the collection for about six months approximately um, until I had to start the second portion of my assignment. Um, I did my internship through the University of Toronto Mississauga's internship in history class, um, which was an incredible opportunity and I'd recommend it to anyone that's thinking about taking the class. It's great. Um, and a large part of the project was just doing the collections aspect, it was just deciding what was going to be kept for the collection. So for me, I decided about 
a few weeks in that I couldn't just pick and choose things because it looked cool or because I liked the artifact itself. I decided that I really needed to have some form of methodology and a way of thinking about what is valuable to the collection and what can be valuable to a collection and what will interest people as well as educate people at the same time. So I found I really became knowledgeable about what a collection should contain to be a good collection, to be well-rounded and to be um, inclusive of all different types of not just objects and things to put on display, but research material, archival material. I also had to keep in mind that Heritage Mississauga is not an archival institution, so a lot of the paperwork that I thought might be valuable actually wasn't necessarily valuable to Heritage Mississauga as an institution, but to other institutions that have better archival storage or are meant to be an archive. Things like that, I really had to uh, consider a wide variety of factors, and I ended up coming up with 10 different um, things that I needed to think of every time I decided um, what to do with a certain object, which at the end of the day took about six months. It was a long process. Yep. Um, and even then, sometimes I felt as though I was taking too much or I wasn't taking enough. Mm -hmm. It was a really in-depth process, but it was um, made me really knowledgeable about what a collection should look like. And um, it was a really uh, valuable and enriching experience for me. Mm -hmm. I remember from my perspective, now, Justine, you have a different background than I do, but um, it was the first time I'd I remember having those discussions with you and and uh, it was the first time I'd really thought of something in that complex of a layered terms, if you will, or layered uh, identity of, you know, fitting into things. I, I've always been approached to, you know, is there a story to tell? Is there, you know, like it's so much more nuanced and I guess structured when you're dealing with a mass donation like this, right? Like you do, but almost to have a luxury though, to go through this material too, because quite often we only get bits and pieces of things. Well, here we have, you know, massive stories, if you will, that are burned. So I think you did an amazing job. I just know it took months and months. And every time I turned around, it looked like the boxes were breeding or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, and, and there was also like a lot of also, I would say, like logistical concerns as well about like our storage space and things like that. Yeah. So I think that um, Emily did a really good job about, you know, thinking about like how you were saying, Matthew, the the does it have a story to tell? Can we even house it? Do we have the proper facilities for that? Like there were so many things that that we were thinking about. So I think that Emily did a really good job kind of making this very like rounded um, collection for us. So. so one of the things I wanted to highlight because it, it's it, there are things we, we we took for the collection, but things we did not take. And when we do not take mm -hmm. something, it doesn't mean it gets thrown out. Um, so can you t tell us a little bit about that process of, of finding homes for things? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, and in this particular example, um, you know, the donor, we worked uh, very uh, closely with them and, uh, and, and, you know, and they didn't want anything to uh, go to waste either. Um, and so I kind of said about trying if, if it wasn't um, here where it found a home, where could it find a home? So, um, the White Oaks area, just like um, to give a bit of a background, it included all of Peel and Halton, excluding Burlington. So um, a very, you know, vast area. Um, and so, um, and also prior to its formation in 62, I believe it also did actually include like Hamilton and Burlington, like and some areas like that. So it even extended further. Um, so because of that, we are finding some stuff that was from Burlington, that was 
from, you know, um, Acton, from like all these different places. And so, um, you know, I, we've been making a lot of good friends with, um, you know, other heritage organizations, museums, historical sites, etc. Um, around us, um, you know, because obviously um, we have to think of our own mandate, which is we're serving, you know, the Mississauga residents um, and, and our heritage and our history. Um, and, but, you know, the other people, they're serving, you know, Burlington residents, they're serving, you know, Halton residents, uh, Brampton, you know whichever it is and so you know we um had a really good time just contacting those um organizations those people that we knew um and yeah and going forward with that and it wasn't anything where you know I personally was donating anything um you know it was uh, then going to the donor and seeing if, hey, well, we made this connection, you know, and and then they can go forward separately on on their own um, and, and and make those those uh, those connections and partnerships. So, um, so yeah, no, but it was it was um, really good and, um, and and fortunate that we were able to do that because honestly, like a lot of donors don't have that that time or the resources to be able to like spend weeks you know contacting people and meeting with people and all this so yeah I was very happy to be able to to uh, help our, our donor with that as well, so. well I, I just I know the amount of work you put into it or at least I know of the amount of work and uh, uh, just kudos to you for finding homes for things because I, I think it's remarkable the breadth of this collection in terms of just the geographic scope of it is, is quite uh, quite something um so uh, Emily I know you've had you know, multiple stages to this this project in a way where you've had the internship uh which had a a presentation and a paper involved with it but really you're culminating kind of in in something a, an exhibit now I, I mean I mean that's not uh, the culmination from what the I guess the public audience will see but uh I mean the culmination itself is a collection I guess but the uh uh the, the exhibit that's ongoing now kind of showcasing the the work that you have done but the stories that you tell through it can you tell us about the exhibit that's on on display now at the Grange yeah so it started out actually in a virtual format um, for my internship with the University of Toronto Mississauga I needed a final product that was going to be able to show to my professor and show right. to my peers and my classmates so I decided that I wanted to do an exhibit because there were so many artifacts in this collection that were so fascinating to look at and I think visually they are really interesting mm -hmm. to a public audience and I wanted to kind of change gears from doing traditional academic papers to more of a public history project and engaging with the public. It's something I was kind of unfamiliar with. Um, and I wanted to kind of branch out and start to do more work like that. Um, so originally it was in a virtual format. And then what we decided to do uh, this summer was put it on physical display. So sometimes instead of having certain pictures of certain artifacts, they're now physically on display. So there is um, some background and history about the artifacts and then you actually get to physically see them, which I think is a really cool transition. Virtual, the virtual exhibit was really great and I loved writing it, but I think it's really cool to see it now become a physical exhibit. Um, there are some really interesting um, pieces that I'm really glad are uh, showcased uh, here at Heritage mm -hmm. Mississauga for sure. Well, the, uh, the, I know the title of the exhibit is The Girl Guides of Canada, Femininity and Community in Mississauga. Um, what, what, can you give us a 
a breadcrumb on the stories being told let's entice people to come and see it so can, can you uh, can you tell us a little bit about the stories that are explored in the exhibit yeah so what we decided to do through the exhibit was focused on certain oral histories that were donated. Um, they were tape recordings of oral histories done. We're unsure of why they were done, but essentially they just talked about um, certain women's experiences within um, the Girl Guides organization and how they benefited from it and what they kind of took away from a lifetime of experience. These were grown adults being interviewed. Um, and what kind of came out of it was this fascinating narrative of community through the Girl Guides. Um, myself, I was completely unfamiliar with the Girl Guides um, prior to doing this project. Um, my family members have been a part of the Girl Guides, but I personally have not been. So I hear their stories of being in the Girl Guides and they've all been really positive, but it's really interesting to see other perspectives of being a part of uh, an organization and a really unique organization of all women. Um, and all of these stories being told through the exhibit and through their oral histories, their oral interviews, um, were just all really positive and constructive. They all seem to take away very similar um, conclusions that, you know, the Girl Guides help them become who they want to be, to um, take leadership roles in an mm. organization and really stand up for themselves and represent themselves. One of the stories being told was of a woman who, when she was a kid, wanted a brownie pack in her area and she advocated for it and advocated for it. And finally, someone opened up a brownie pack in her area. And it just goes to show you that organizations um, that empower young girls and young women, just women of all ages, really, um, kind of have this community to them and it's a really positive can be a really positive thing for a lot of people mm -hmm. and I think throughout the virtual exhibit we just wanted to highlight the positive impacts that this um, unique you know female organization has had on so many women and girls just all over Canada. Well, I, I know just from personal experience and not my own, but my daughter uh, being being part of Girl Guides right from Sparks to Brownies to, to Guides and now Pathfinders. Uh, it's been really incredible for her to empowering, right? Like uh, the, that idea of the confidence building and whatnot. But I would say a hat tip to them. And I know this isn't a covered in the exhibit. I'm just reflecting on personal thing. It was one of the things that got her through COVID. You know, honestly, they, they did such an amazing job for... A, a group of kids who are isolated right and and so I, yeah. I just i think the organization uh speaks for itself in in the way in which they empower and 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 support young girls uh so i i, I think it's amazing I, I love seeing the uniforms I, there's something about seeing the uniforms to me that are nostalgic but 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 fun and uh um so in the in the process like i know you did you know again months and months and months you probably never want to talk about it again after this but uh <laughs> the uh um uh, of the process you've been involved is there is there a story uh, an item an artifact uh, a couple that that come to mind that just you went oh wow or the story is so neat like is there is there something that jumps out to you um there's a few things uh the first one I think Justine and I kind of agree on is Marjorie mm -hmm. Howard's commissioner's uniform. We actually got a full commissioner's uniform that once belonged to Marjorie Howard, and it was documented that it belonged to her and when it belonged to her. And I think that is just such an interesting artifact to have, not only because we have so much detail about who owned it, who wore it, when it was worn, what it was worn for, like what the uniform specifically was, mm -hmm. but also that um, we now can put it on display and tell this person's story through just looking at a certain artifact. It's really, really beautiful and striking to look at. We have it up on a mannequin, so it looks very lifelike, like someone's wearing it. 
and um, we're able to kind of tell this really interesting story through yeah. a visual medium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Marjorie Hard was the second commissioner, I believe. I believe. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. So she was the second commissioner um, of of the widow. So yeah, um, after Hilda McKinley. So anyway, so these like kind of very keynote um, people in their history um, are are all documented in the in the exhibit. So it's kind of the history of the girl guides through these people's eyes, um, which is honestly like a really interesting um concept I think like that's not necessarily something that I even thought of when you know when when we were talking about doing the exhibit but when when Emily was mentioning I was like oh yeah we have to do this like this is really interesting <laughs> um yeah so and so it's very personal right as well because you know the people they have their own stories um to tell and specific things that they remember and they kind of highlighted um in their in their own memory um yeah so it, so it's very nice like it's not just a straight history it's 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 people's memories um yeah, right. yeah. is there any other uh, stories or things um, that I, I was gonna uh think of the uh toadstool the brownie um toadstool um and kind of how it 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 connects to um, the the founding story of the brownies, um, which I, I won't go into too much because it is like actually a, a story, um, and you can read it. Um, uh, but that and it goes all the way back to the founding um, of the brownies. But um, but this toadstool and there's also an owl, and they kind of have symbolism. Um, in this kind of founding story. And so they would use it um, to kind of gather around, like um, if you can imagine the, the little kids all in the little circle and then the toadstool is, is in the center and that's how how they would do their meetings um, basically. So that was one of those um, fun artifacts where when we first kind of came up, up upon it in the box, you're like, what is this, right? like what like we were just like so confused and then it was uh, you Matthew you were like oh yeah no that's that's a toaster one right because like, yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. we didn't know because we're not yep. you know that, that just wasn't our uh our memory <laughs> um but yeah and then it, it so it's really interesting to look at you're like what is this but then it has this a much bigger meaning um of, of like meeting and community um Another one that was interesting was the Bridget Bear. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Did you want to talk about that one? Yeah, um, it was a, a stuffed bear, and we really weren't sure what it was for, but it came with paperwork, and it basically just discussed how Bridget Bear was the bear's name, and it went around to different units, um, guide, brownie, I think any age, what it seemed like, and they would write a diary for Bridget Bear about what they did at the meeting and then send it off to another group so they could all kind of have this shared story of what we did at the meeting and then share it with girls of all ages and all different, you know, walks of life. They could share this story. And we just thought it was a really nice um, story to tell, like a really yeah. nice artifact to put on display to show that the community doesn't, you know, it's not limited to Mississauga. Like this yeah. bear went all around the White Oaks area. So, you know, stories of girls were being told um, to a bunch of different people. And I, we just thought it was a really cool artifact to put on display to show that this community wasn't just Mississauga. It wasn't just your unit, but it was, you know, all over the place. Yeah. Something else actually that stood out to me in uh, the artifacts, one of my favorite things, I think at the end of the day was this Sparks shirt. Oh, the hot yes. pink Sparks t-shirt that says, I promise to share and be a friend. Um, 
that is something that every person I've shown the exhibit has said, oh, I love that shirt or, oh, I used to have that shirt. And mm -hmm. to me, that was just a really cool experience to have someone say, I remember that and have them draw those memories for themselves and to have them remember all these great things that they did um, in Sparks, even if it's just a small memory of like, oh, I remember wearing that or, oh, I remember going to meetings. Mm -hmm. For me, who, you know, someone who's worked on this for a long time, I think that's like a really awesome feeling for me to know that it's something I put on an exhibit I worked on, you know, resonated with someone and, you know, had an impact on them. That was a really great thing for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And, but it very much speaks to like the values of, um, you know, of the girl guides and what they were um, teaching and empowering, um, you know, young children to do uh, from a very early age, like Sparks is, you know, a, a very uh, young age group, right? And and so from the time they're little girls, they're taught to share and be a friend, right? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, so these are all things that we kind of discuss um, uh, at more length in the exhibit, so. If I can add my two cents, I, I have a favorite of two, and it's the crazy hat with all the badges on it. I think that's just oh yeah, yeah, about yeah something yeah. that is beyond Mississauga, but from Miss, you know, like like in, yeah, well, it's traveled beyond. And and I think that that kind of very much speaks to all, also like the Bridget Bear as well, where yeah. um you know they would like and the sense of community, right? Like because as long as you were with the girl guides, you had a community wherever you went and the girl guides, they would go, you know, across the country, um, internationally as well. And, you know, as long as you were a girl guide, it's like, okay, yeah, this is your friend. Right. Um, and so, yeah, very much, um, that sense of community, um, uh, kind of came in. Like, there's definitely some threads that, that were coming across when we were doing all this. Um, and, and that kind of also helped us in a way, like organize, um, our thoughts about the exhibit and you know what goes where and um things like that so and and speaking of community is there a community anywhere around us that has not come across girl guide cookies at some point i mean <laughs> you talk about <laughs> you've got a, a collection of history of, of girl guide cookie boxes which i think is just it's fascinating to see how in a way it's evolved but it hasn't right like you have these constants that become you know uh, i guess uh, staples of of how how the community interacts with the organization and uh you know, there's nothing wrong with the cookie. It brings a smile to somebody's face, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with that, I, I was going to say, this is going to sound ominous, but I don't mean it that way. Is there any last words? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, no, I mean, not not really on my end, but I do hope that that people, um, you know, they come and they see the exhibit. Um, it's going to be up for the next year. Um, so yeah, please do come um, see all the hard work that Emily put into it and uh, um, yeah, and just enjoy it. And as Matthew said uh, earlier, you know, um, feel nostalgic and, yeah. and uh, you know, and and have a smile and <laughs> we don't have any, any cookies. Although Matthew, you did bring in Girl Guide cookies the other day, the office, but <laughs> unfortunately we can't, <laughs> we don't have any Girl Guide cookies, but please uh, uh, look at the Girl Guide uh, cookie box. Well, when the cookies <laughs> come back out in the fall, we'll, we'll bring a box and we can sell it. <laughs> Yeah, there, <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> um, so the uh, just, I, I mean, Emily, kudos and thank you. Um, I know this isn't goodbye. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a fond farewell, and uh, uh, and uh, we'll we'll see see where our paths lead, and hopefully back together. And uh, I just want to say thank you for all the work that you've done, um, and Justine for the guidance in the project. I'm I'm so glad it wasn't me, uh, and uh, the <laughs> just the the amazing. Uh, uh, material um and that 
that sounds unromantic, but the amount of material, the amount of information, the stories that are told, I mean, the exhibit is capturing pieces of, of a much broader story, of, of a much broader breadth of collection that, that has come through Girl Guides. But you also see there are uh, Girl Guide collections with the museums of Mississauga. There is material with the uh, with, with Pama and Brampton uh, and beyond. This, this material, some material has gone to Scarborough and uh, Burlington and uh, I don't know where else it's gone, but I know it's further away than that. So, yeah. um, so it's all lots over. Sorry, what was that? I was just like lots of places. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then, of course, you know the stories around the camps, and, and you talk about memories. But uh, camp, was it Camp Bioka? Uh, yeah. What was the, was their major uh, major camp? But you know, keep sharing the stories too. I mean, help us tell the story uh, right in with your memories. Uh, for anyone watching yeah. this program, uh, pictures of things you remember. Um, you know, help us collect and continue to collect those stories of of uh, of community through the White Oaks area of of, of the Girl Guides. So. Um, I guess with that, Emily, again, thank you and and well done. Um, incredible to see the exhibit put together. It's, it's awesome. It, it makes me smile. Uh, and, uh, yes, thank uh, you. I want to say thank you to you two as well. Thank you, Justine and Matthew. Um, I would not have been able to do this without you both, truly. Um, it was definitely um, a really rewarding experience for me, and I'm very grateful to have been able to spend so much time at Heritage Mississauga and to be able to put on this exhibit and tell these stories. It's been an incredible experience. And I guess, I guess as a final thank you, we should also give a shout out to uh, Professor Petrakos at, uh, yes. at UPM for uh, for saying yes when we pitched this as an idea for the internship project. So uh, <laughs> thank you to the Historical Studies Internship Program and uh, Professor Christopher uh, Petrakos and uh, uh, for connecting us with Emily. Um, and Emily, I guess, get, you know, roundabout way coming to us as well because you found us first, right? And uh, we were sure <laughs> uh, So happy things that come together, but I'm so glad it did. And uh, truly a pleasure to work with you and uh, uh, wishing you well on the paths ahead. And uh, again, hopefully not a, a goodbye and we'll see where uh, where the future leads us. Uh, but in the meantime, anyone listening to this program, come into the Grange, see the exhibit that uh, Emily and Justine have put together, The Girl Guides of Canada, Femininity and Community in Mississauga. It is a wonderful look at a very important uh, community organization in our city. Uh, again, their location, uh, the office for the Girl Guides has closed. Um, but the Girl Guides are still around with us and still very much part of our community. And so uh, we look forward to hosting uh, groups at the Grange in the future again for their campfires and things like that. So it's, uh, uh, but to get highlighting their story is, is remarkable. So with that, um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who, who tuned in to listen to the program this week. Uh, again, join us, uh, I guess, about every other week now with Ask a Historian. Uh, sending your questions to explore the stories of the city of Mississauga. We look forward to highlighting the history of our community with you each time that we run this program. Uh, and again, like, subscribe, and follow us. Stay up to date on all the heritage happenings with Heritage Mississauga. And one last thank you to Justine and Emily, again, for joining us for this program. So thank you. No problem. Thank Thanks you. for having us.